change is good. And, uh, you know, this season, okay, we are entering into what uh, some of the traditional churches call the season of Advent. Okay, you know, in America, it's a big deal. Okay, what's the season of Advent? Okay, it's a, it's, it, the word Advent really comes from the word arrival. See, traditional churches, they will prepare one month, four Sundays away from Christmas. They will prepare, okay, uh, their hearts because they want to prepare as if the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know the first heaven came. So before Christmas comes, they want to prepare. And, and to symbolize this, they have reef. You know, how many of you like the reef? You know, I love the reef. It's green color, nice smelling, uh, you know, eucalyptus plus uh, miso, what, what, whatever. But I just like it. And then in the middle of it, there are three candles. Okay? Okay, everybody say praise the Lord, you know. And, and, and all this symbolizes an event, the second coming of the Lord. It prepares the people when you see the reef on the door. Everybody says it's a time for us to redirect our hope to God. It's a time where they realign themselves. It's a time, in fact, I would say this, they will revitalize their hope. Amen. I, I, I think if there's a time that there needs to be hope, it's now. I think that the church should offer hope to the hopeless. I think that's one thing that we can do for our nation is to bring hope. Amen. I say again, hope. Amen. But, 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 but I'm going to be talking to you about why some of us have lost hope. Because somehow or other, we misplace our hope. Amen. And, and when the hope is gone, you don't want to try. You've given up. Amen. I say again, what today we need is a fresh new hope. And, and I think that, that when I'm dealing, you know, statistics have proven in a pandemic uh, 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 world today, there are more mental health issues. Amen. And all of us go through mental health issues. Hello? I mean, we have no one to process with us and we are left in the road, all kinds of crazy thoughts. And I'm going to share all those crazy thoughts. And some of you may be going through this crazy thought, but I'm going to help you understand there is still hope. This is a season of hope. I say again, this is a season of hope. Jesus Christ is coming back again. He is the hope of the season. Uh, not the reason of, not the, reason of uh, the season, but I think He is also hope. And, and we need to relook at this thing called hope. And that's why I, I'm, 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 I'm wanting us to direct this, this whole message called revitalizing our hope. Hope is such an important deal. Folks, if you don't have hope, you will, be, you will not be motivated. Let me give you an example, and we're going to pray. You know, if somebody is hopeful that they're going to meet someone special and get married, guess what would happen they'll groom up. Hello? I mean, when you're hopeful about your life, you start preparing. Oops, I cannot go down. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. Charles was like, eh, don't come, don't come. Uh, you know, you know and, 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 and there are some of us, we've lost our hope. You can see it, it's all written on your face. You can feel, and we're supposed to be messages of hope. 
when the person look at you, look at you, you are not very hopeful. <laughs> and, and we're going to be looking into that because I believe that, you know, one of the things that the church can offer to people who's going through a season of struggling with mental health, we can offer hope. I, I'm not... I am not afraid about what you think about me, but there was a period when I was struggling at home that none of you would know I was struggling with depression. Because life is tough. Hello? I didn't even know that I was struggling with depression until Sister Show Strength. <laughs> Sister Show Strength, she go like, and then she just, ooh, man. And I realized that mental health is not something that we should avoid, but we should be daring to talk about it. And one of the things that the church can do to bring, bring help people going through this season is bring hope and friendship. <laughs> Come on, everybody say amen. Come on, raise your hands with me. Praise God, okay? And, 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 and I want us to pray today that God will use us as messages, to be a messages of hope. But before we can be messages of hope, we need to be hopeful. <laughs> Everybody say praise God. So we're going to revitalize this whole topic called hope because you know what, I, I don't know about you, but Christmas, let's think about Christmas, okay? Uh, I hope you're not just thinking about gifts, okay? That's one of the reasons of the season of Advent because they know what Christians will be doing. They're going to the shop to buy and buy gifts, buy gifts and buy gifts until they lose the meaning of Christmas. So they have, in fact, some traditional Christians will fast during this period of time. For that one month, that's why they have turkey after that, lah, because they break fast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so why don't we just leave our hands and ask God to, you know, help us today enter in and See what He wants to do in us. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we give you praise. We give you honor. God, Lord, if that's a time that the world needs, God, hope is now. Father, right now, come on, leave your voice for a moment right now. Lord, I pray, God, that you will anoint today's sermon. Help us, lead us, and guide us. God, again, revitalize, revitalize that hope in us. In Jesus' name and all God's people say, Amen. If you have your Bible, Acts chapter 27, verse 20, and then Acts chapter 27, verse 29, I want to remind you of a particular story that is found in the books of Acts talking about the Apostle Paul. Amen. Okay? Uh, Acts chapter 27, verse 20, I think it's in the screen. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. This is the Apostle Paul. You know, let me give you a little bit of context here before we read verse 29. You know, again, Paul was running away from religious leaders and he was arrested. Okay, and Paul is a Roman citizen. As a Roman citizen, you have certain rights. So, so he said, hey, hang on, hang on. You know, I want to meet Caesar. Okay, if I can talk to Caesar, he will clear this up because I'm a Roman citizen. 
I have rights. <laughs> so, you know, somehow or other, they, they threw him on board this ship and then they were on board to, 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 to meet Caesar and there was a big storm. Amen. A treacherous storm. And it was so bad that everybody had no hope. <laughs> but God, when you read that story after verse 21, an angel of the Lord appeared to Paul and gave him some directions. Everything's going to be okay. But, but here's what they did after that. Acts chapter 27, 29. He says, Then fearing lest we should run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stem and prayed for day to come. Amen. I want to talk to you today about dropping the right anchors in your life. We all need anchors. Everybody say praise God. So you may be seated again. Uh, you know, we are all in this same boat. You say, uh, but Paul was living in his time period. He has all kinds of issues. In fact, how many of you would agree that Paul's condition was worse than our condition today? Amen. He was a fugitive. He was a pilgrim. That's what he says. He's a stranger to the land. And he's proclaiming the good news. And every time he proclaimed the good news, it's either revival or persecution. <laughs> Amen. He was wanted. He was arrested. He was thrown into prison. Life wasn't easy for him. And there were no hospitals at that time. When you are sick, you really pray the prayer of faith. <laughs> okay? Things was not easy. You know, he was a trooper. Amen. But, 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 but at the same time, you know, in the 21st century, all of us go through this boat called life and we have to deal with difficult things. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, uh, and, and here's something that I know for sure that, that in this difficult thing called life, we was go through this thing called despair. Amen. I'm, I'm going to talk about that later on. Again, and, and a ship without an anchor is vulnerable to the open seas. And those aboard can lose hope of survival when a storm is severe, but in the midst of a personal storm, rather than drowning in a sea of hopelessness, the Lord calls us to put our hope in Him, allowing Him to be the anchor relying on His promises. Amen. And an interesting note for you, for centuries, anchors have been a symbol of hope. Did you know the emblem was especially significant to the early persecuted church? Many itching of anchors were discovered in catacombs of Rome, where Christians held their meeting in hiding, threatened with death because of their faith. These are committed Christians, used the anchor as a disguise, cross. Can, can we show that, 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 that picture? I think I did show you. Yes. Can you all see the anchor there? Next to the fish. Okay, you can see the anchor. It's a disguised cross. And it's a symbol of hope. Okay? And uh, again, you know, it's amazing. Anchors are a symbol of the sea and represents hope and steadfastness. Anchors are often Christian symbols representing Christ who provide security for believers holding them secure no matter. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. 
Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, this hope that we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters the present behind the veil. Amen. So, let me pause for a moment and change my direction and teach opposite. What is hopelessness? Amen. What is hopelessness? Hopelessness is categorized by absolute despair with no expectation of good. The Bible refers to those who have only a hope that perishes. Job chapter 8, verse 13. Such is the destiny of all who forget God. So perishes the hope of the godless. Hopelessness in the New Testament is conveyed by two Greek words, okay, which is epilepizo, okay, which translated despair. It comes from two words, epo and elpizo, which means when you combine the word to be away from hope, okay, hopeless thinking can result in a desire to die. Those who feel hopeless are unable to envision any viable option for their problems. Death seems to be the only solution. Okay. How many of you want to do a test today? Okay. To see where you are at in your state of thinking inwardly. Okay. Everybody say praise the Lord. I'm going to ask you a few questions today. Okay. Do you feel inwardly deceived? Dubbed by your someone you trusted, or do you feel disliked, deeming yourself unwanted by others? Do you feel dejected, down flat, emotionally stuck? Do you feel dated, dry, numb, and lifeless? Do you feel downcast, downhearted, assuming life will never change? Do you feel depressed, deprived? Discriminated against with no chance to succeed? Do you feel disqualified, discounting that you will have value? Do you feel degraded, demeaned, and belittled by others? Do you feel detached, discarded by God, separate from others? Doomed, damned, or trapped with no way out? Then it will manifest itself from your outward. Do you look drained? Drowning with exhaustion? Or this, do you look debilitated? Depleted of energy and strength? Disinterested? Drifting on a sea of apathy? Defeated? Deadlocked? from moving forward, feeling like a failure, disgusted down on life and pessimistic about living, disconnected, divorced from meaningful people and meaningful purpose, despondent, deteriorating in appearance and emotionally withdrawn, displaced, desolate and lonely with no place to go, distraught, driven to end dreams and end of emotions and end life. Do you have the trigger points here? Disappointment, downcast with sadness, 
over unfulfilled expectations. Doubt. Distrust in yourself to do what's right. Discouragement. Disheartened with no courage to risk again. Disillusionment. Disenchanted with life because of broken promises. Depression. Despondent with heavy heart. Disdain. Disgusted with too many wrong choices. Disunity. Divided and confused within yourself. Disharmony, discord, and continued disagreement with others. Despair, devastated, and overwhelming helplessness. Wow. Food for thought. Amen. You know what? In my experience as a pastor, I've seen many people go into despair when they put their hope on only what's tangible. Hello? They will become victims of the happenings around them. Let me, let, me, let me share a scripture with you. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12 says this, Hope deferred. Okay, I, I, I didn't put that on my screen, so you want to look at it. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Amen. So many of us, you know, could it be that our heart is sick today because as we have misplaced this thing called hope? What are we hoping about? What is our hope in? Okay, here's just another scripture that, that every one of us is familiar with. You know, Matthew chapter 7, verse 26 to 27. Matthew chapter 7, verse 26 to 27. Why don't everybody read together with me? Ready? One, two, three. Y'all read now. Okay? One, two, three. Amen. We are told to build our life on the right foundation. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Okay. You know, storms will come. I say, okay, storms will come. Don't be surprised there's a new variant. Don't be surprised. But those that build a house on the right hope, they're going to stand. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Are, are you with me here today, today? Amen. Today we're going to talk about unreliable anchors. Amen. And we're going to help you put your trust in God back again. I, I want to talk about unreliable anchors today. Some of us, the reason why we are shaken over a little bit of this and a little bit of that is because our, we are using the unreliable anchors. Okay? Here we go. You know, in, in my notes, you know, anchoring our hope in politics. Amen. Result in loss of hope when the political system crumbles. We see that in the USA right now. Trump administration visits Biden administration, and they don't know who's right, and the whole country is crumbling down. Amen. You know, and, and Psalm chapter 9 verse 15 tells us the nations have fallen into the pit. They have dug. Their feet are caught in the net and they have hidden. Okay? Then, another group of people, they like to anchor their hope in economics. 
Amen. Okay. Result in the loss of hope when resources and economy weaken. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 14. When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider God has made the ones as well as the other. <laughs> Therefore, a man cannot discover anything about his future. Amen. Okay? I mean, I'm not against saving, but you cannot put your hope in something that can be taken away from you. Amen. I, I, are you with me here today? Raise your hands. Come on, say amen or look like an amen. Or, you know, uh, I don't mind your shouting amen. Help me to preach a little bit. Amen. Okay? Okay? And, 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 and let's talk about this. Anchoring your hope in society. Result in loss of hope when society rejects God's moral standards. And it's happening right now. The world is rejecting God's moral standards. You know, in Judges chapter, chapter 17, verse 6, in those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as he saw fit. We are living in those last days. We, you know, we cannot put our hope in, in societies. You know, anchoring our hope in law <laughs> result in loss of hope when the legal system fails. Amen. You know, we see this a lot in the States. We throw people into prison for no whatsoever reason. In fact, there was one case in Singapore that Singapore made a mistake. They put someone in for an extra two days. Thank God it's only extra two days. <laughs> if it's an extra two years, then wow, and they have to compensate. And I thank God for a good system. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Thank you for that overwhelming response. I think you've got to practice again. Say praise the Lord. Okay. You know, again, we, we, we got to be very careful that, that you know, uh, sometimes, you know, we are dealing with situations that maybe the law may not be on our side. You know, thank God for a good system. Okay? Amen. Again, uh, uh, you know, Psalm chapter 58, verse 1 and 2. Do you rulers indeed speak justly? Do you speak uprightly among PN? No, in your heart you devise injustice and your hands met out violence on the earth. Then here's another one, okay? Anchoring our hope in vocation. You know, results in loss of hope when work is not meaningful. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 8, There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toll. Yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For who am I tolling, he asked. And why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless. A miserable business. Okay. Then there are some that put their hope in health. I, I'm not against you exercising. I think exercising is good. But don't put your hope in health. Okay. Everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. <laughs> okay, you know, the result in the loss of hope when the body deteriorates. Friend, can I tell you something? You are deteriorating. My heart feels like I'm 25, but my body tells me that I'm 51. Amen. My, 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 my heart tells me, go after the ball. Shoot that goal but my body is not cooperating. <laughs> Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. When, my, when I look at the chin-up bar and when I see my son doing the chin-up like nobody's business, I think that I can do it, but my body say, don't kid yourself. 
Okay, everybody say praise God. So again, you know, uh, Psalms 38 verse 7, my back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. You know what? As you grow older, my wife can testify, you know, that as you grow older, you get up with pain everywhere. <laughs> Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. No fun. <laughs> she said yesterday, she said yesterday to me, no fun going old. <laughs> okay. Then some people anchor their hope in money, result in the loss of hope when circumstances cause you know, the money to be lost. Okay, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 24 says, Riches do not endure forever. A crown is not secure for all generations. And anchor your hope in marriage. Huh. Results in loss of hope when the spouse is not faithful. Amen. Malachi chapter 2, 14, The Lord is acting as a weakness between you and the wife of your youth because you have broken faith with her. Though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant, there is no absolutes. Anything can change. And you all want to make sure that my hope is on a, some kind of investment and nothing is not dependent on a human being. Circumstances and all those things, if it can be dependent on those things, those things are not solid. Okay? Then we can anchor your hope in friendships. Oh, this is a big one. Results in the loss of hope when friend betrays a confidence or friends are not there. You know, uh, Psalms chapter 41 verse 9, even my close friend who I trusted, he who shed my bread has lifted up his heel against me. Amen. You know, I, I'm not saying that you should not trust your friends. Okay, I want you to hear very closely here. You trust them healthily. You don't dare trust them like you trust the Lord. In fact, here's what I write. Trust, learn to trust your friends, but do not put your hope in your friends. Okay? Everybody say praise the Lord. Because the more you put the hope on your friend and your friend let you down, it will be a bigger devastation for you and that relationship is not in a healthy, realistic expectation expectations okay and, and here's another one wow oh, this one for some of you is you don't get it but i get it anchoring your hope in your children you know results in the loss of hope when the children uh, bring great pain on their parents amen you know some people you know uh you guys maybe uh, uh you know are not qualified yet most of you except maybe for elvin and Charles, you know, the baby is so cute. You put your hope on oh, this child. You know, the baby is so cute. But let me tell you something. The more you love, the more it's more painful. That when they don't meet your expectations, you know, in the beginning, you better enjoy them because they give you headache only. But as they grow older, they will give you a heartache. Amen. Okay. Hello? Hello? How many of you give your parents heartache? No, don't raise your hands. <laughs> but, 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 you know, Again, you know, I do not want to put my hope because, you know what, I put really very unrealistic expectation on my children and my children don't like it when I force them. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, again, in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 25, he says, a foolish son brings grief to his father and bitterness to the one who bore him. You know why bitterness? Because you, are, you, you get to a place that you are so angry, that you are so resentful, and you need to pray forgiveness. But, but, but here's the problem. They stay in the same house with you. I mean, in church, you still can avoid them and take a breather. 
<laughs> but at home, you meet them every day. You know, the scripture talks about enmity. What's the difference between enemy and enmity? Enmity, you meet it every day, 24-7. Then every day, you got to say, I forgive. I mean, you guys would know there are things that in your home you're dealing with. And, and sometimes, you know, you want to scream, can you be the adult here? <laughs> can you be the adult? And, and, and you go through all this, this, this emotions, resentment, and, 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 and you got to remind yourself, I cannot put my hope in them. Amen. And, 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 and there are parents that have stole me quietly. I said, I don't know whether I can trust my child to take care of me when I grow older. We are living in a situation that, 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 that things are very different. Amen. Then, then there are those people who anchor their hope on longevity. Amen. Results in loss of hope when precious loved ones dies. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. There's a time for everything. A season of every activity under heaven. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. And a time to uproot. Now, let, me, let me help you understand this thing about longevity. I, I pray one prayer. My prayer is this, uh, Lord, Sister Hui, I'm going to tell you now. Lord, I want to die according to your timing. Perfect. I don't want to die too early and I don't want to die too late. I just want to die just right. <laughs> Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Because I've heard older folks, uh, they tell me this in Hokkien, what I see, boom, I see. You know what it means that I want to die but I cannot die? You know, all their friends, our loved ones are gone, but they're still around. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay. Then, then, then there's another group of people, they, they anchor their hope in religion. You know, uh, uh, resulting in the loss of hope when we glory in our good deeds rather than we glory from the God's gift of grace. Amen, I serve the Lord, eh? why you do this to me? Uh, you know, you, you don't get what you want from it and, and, and you just so displaced, you just so delicious solution because you put your hope in ministry. Amen. You know, Matthew chapter 6 verse 1 says, be careful to do your righteous act before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Amen. You've already gotten your reward. Everybody recognizes you. Amen. So, so again, you know, I want to talk to you really quickly about this whole idea about there's a difference within a, the blessed hope or what we call the Christian hope versus worldly hope. Let me say that again. I want you all to listen very carefully. They are not the same thing. Amen. Okay. Are, are you with me here today? Because I want you to be solid. Amen. Everybody say solid. <laughs> okay, that's only two percent. Amen. Everybody say, I want my faith to be on solid ground. Praise God. Okay, you know, again, if you live by the worldly cultural hope, you have a boat full of wishful thinking. And, and, and what you hope for will sometimes happen and sometimes not. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, like when you put your investment in cryptocurrency, hallelujah. <laughs> Amen, I buy this, this coin, I buy that coin, I buy that coin, I buy this coin. But then, then you got this person, what was what his name? Uh? Elon Musk decided, I'm going to put 1.2 million into that cryptocurrency. Wow, everybody go up, ah, happy, happy, happy. Then the next moment, I'm going to take it out. My goodness! 
One moment, I was telling uh, someone, hey, 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 he went up, he went up. Then the next moment, Xiao Liao. Uh, you know, it's unpredictable. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. How many of you want investment that this principal guarantee? Amen. Raise your hands with me. Principal guarantee. Amen. The first thing when 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 we go to 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 uh, 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 you know want to invest our church money, the first question I ask him, can you guarantee me that the principal is guaranteed? So he can, but it's by zero point zero 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 three percent. I said like that. Don't put better. Like that, I better, better invest in something else. Precisely, that's why it's this principal guarantee. Nobody's involved. Wow. Amen. You see, but let, let me say this. A Christian hope, or the blessed hope, the scripture says, is, is upon God's unchanging word of God. God's unchanging character. Amen. You know, again, in Romans chapter 15, verse 4, it tells us everything that was written in the past uh, uh, was written to teach us so that through endurance and encouragement of Scripture, we might have hope. Amen. Okay? Romans chapter 15, verse 4. You know, I want to share a story with you. It's a true story in Scotland. Okay? In March 8, 2010, issues of the weekly periodical, the big issue in Scotland, Adam Forrest addressed a major cultural problem in the nation of Scotland. Okay, his article is, Methadone is a noose around my neck. Okay, in the article, he tackled the, the epidemic of the use of methadone. Methadone to assist individuals who are addicted to heroin. So instead of giving them, uh, helping them go get uh, uh, off heroin, they prescribe a drug called methadone. Amen, okay? And, and, and guess what? Forest Road, okay? Uh, in a quiet corner of Bethlehem, one woman, okay, was helping addicts quit cold turkey. <laughs> Amen. Maxie Richards, a devout Christian, has, has for two decades been taking hard drug users as guests in a home for however long it takes to turn them around. She loathes methadone and has watched the treatment rise with despair. It's sedation. It's not a treatment, not a cure, she sighs. People are coming here to complete despair after years of methadone. They are unhappy, they need to come off of it, but clicks just up the dose. It makes me so upset to see a generation left without hope like this. Well, can I share something with you? If we are not careful, we will replace the actual blessed hope from this thing called the worldly hope. Amen. There are no guarantees in life. I'm going to say this to you. There's no guarantees in the Word of God that says, I'm going to say this as quick, as gently as I can. There's no guarantees for you to say that you're going to get that promotion. Hello? That, 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 that you're going to be, be living at a good age of 77 years old. Oh, let, 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 let's hit home a little bit closer. That, 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 that you're going to be married. There's no guarantees. And, 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 and I'm afraid that this generation, in order to pacify their now, they offer this strange drug. Instead of thinking, hey, hey, hang on, hang on. You know what? Folks, I'm here to tell you we are in for a ride. And this is just the beginning. Hello? Everybody say praise God. 
<laughs> You're not very happy already, Pastor. Tell us something more exciting. But, but I'm preparing you for the, set, set, the season of heaven. The preparation of what? The second coming of the Lord. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Are, are you with me? So, so what is hope? Hope is identified as, as worldly hope. It's merely an optimistic desire that something will be fulfilled. The hope, or this kind of hope is not guaranteed hope because it's subject to changeable people and circumstances. There's a lot of variables. Okay? Hope identified as Christian hope is an optimistic assurance that something will be fulfilled. This hope is a guaranteed hope not subject to change, but rather anchored in our unchangeable Saviour and our Lord Jesus Christ. So hope in the New Testament uh, means a favourable, confident expectations relating to the future. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. You know, the Christian hope is always based on the guaranteed promises of God. Thus, this hope will never be a disappointment. As Christians, we are promised peace with God. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5. We also in our suffering, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. And, and what? Character, hope. And hope does not disappoint because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom He has given us. Amen. So let's look at a table real quickly here, the difference between worldly hope and Christian hope so that you know how to appropriate your hope into. Okay, hope in society values. Here's a problem. Your sense of right and wrong can slowly change over time. Society standards change and culture changes. You cannot, you cannot put your hope in TikTok. Hello? No. One moment. No, 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 no. Then another song. Viral. I'm like, whoa. Hey, this one viral. Hey, this one viral. Hey, hey, this one viral. And do you notice that it's getting worse? Hello? Amen. Everybody say praise God. Okay, hope in God's unchanging values. Okay, I promise all your words are true and all your righteousness laws are eternal. Great peace have they who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. Amen. Hope in legal justice. I said that again, you know, I don't mean, you know, to offend some of you working in the legal work. I thank God for you. You are there. Amen. You are the righteous actor. Amen. So, so again, you know, problem, your sense of justice will not always be upheld. In legal courts, the justice system is not always just, especially in the United States of America that you are dealing with a jury. I thank God we don't have jury. I thank God I don't have to do jury duty. Ah, praise God. Amen. Then hope is God is unchanging justice. Promise He is the rock. His works are perfect and all His ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong. Upright and just is He. Maybe someone can escape in this life, but I guarantee you the next life they will not, uh, the next life they will not escape. Oh, by the way, I am for rewards. Amen. You, <laughs> folks, 
Don't just serve God without thinking that you're not real. You know what the scriptures say? He's coming back. No. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 9, quickly, I'm coming back quickly in my hands. He has rewards. He's going to reward us. Amen. I, how many of you are looking forward to that reward? I'm looking forward to that reward. Amen. So, so here's another one. Hopes in people's promise. Problem, your faith can be fractured when people break their promises. People you look up to can let you down. Amen. And you will also let people down. So, but, but let, 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 let's talk about hope in God's unchanging promises. If we are faithless, He will remain faithful for He cannot disown Himself or He cannot deny Himself because His nature is faithful. Amen. Okay? Then hope in an organization or a company. Your faith in any organization, even a church or ministry, can be destroyed as a result of unrighteous behavior, not doing what is right in God's sight. Hope in God's unchanging integrity and righteousness. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like my mighty mountain. Your justice is like great deep. Oh Lord, you preserve both men and beasts. Amen. Hope in oh, your education and wisdom and understanding. Problem, your education, and, uh, your education and the education system do not guarantee wisdom and understanding. Wisdom is knowing how to apply your knowledge with godly insights. Hope in God's unchanging wisdom and understanding promise. He made the earth His power. He founded the world by His wisdom and stretched out the heavens by His understanding. Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 15. Okay, Hope in your work to provide purpose for your life. Here's the problem. Your work is not your purpose in life, nor is your identity. For your work could not come... For, for your work could come to an end. Then if you lost your work you have lost your purpose for living. Then, here we go. Hope in God's unchanging purpose for your life. Here's the promise. I cry out to God most high, the God who fulfills His purpose for me. For great is your love reaching to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the sky. Then hope in your physical abilities. Problem. Your physical body deteriorates with the passage of time so that you are physically unable to do all that you previously could do. Your body could become permanently disabled because of an accident or an unexpected illness. Amen. Here's hope in God's unchanging abilities. The promise God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, that at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Then hope in your own financial provision. Problem, your plans can be financially shattered because of economic or personal failure or crisis. Hope in God's unchanging financial provision. You know, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 tells us, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provide us with everything in our enjoyment. Here comes another one that is important. Hope in plans for the future. Problem, your personal plans for the future may be unfulfilled. For at any time, your life could be cut short. 
hope in God's plans for your future. Promise. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 42 to 44. So, will it be when the resurrection of the dead, the body that is sown is perishable? It is raised imperishable. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Everybody say praise God. So you see why when I put my investment in the wrong kind of hope, I'll be devastated when it comes. Amen. I'll be shaken. Ooh. But, but this hope that, that God has given to us, we're going to talk about it. What does it look like? How can I put my hope in this, this thing that is eternal, that nobody can take away this hope? That's what I'm after. You see, you know, that, that, you know in, in, in when, when, when the Bible scholars come together, they want to start the word hope versus faith because they are, they are the, the two sides of the same coin, okay? So, you know, someone put it this way, okay? Hope is like a seed, okay? History is full of stories about seeds. Someone who discovered seeds in Egypt, Egyptian tombs planted the seeds and they, they produce. Seeds are amazing. They can be stored up for thousands and thousands of years and it's still working. Okay? Seeds uncovered by earthly disruption from volcanoes and earthquakes suddenly sprout after buried for many centuries. Seeds still work. Okay? It's still produced. The seed is like hope. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay? Let me say this again. The seed is like hope. And when faith causes a person to plant and water and harvest the product of the seed, once the harvest is over, there remains seed for the next season, the next planting, the next crop. The consistency of the produce is in the seed. Amen. You see, you see faith. Let, let me give you in a nutshell what I'm trying to say here. Okay? Hope is the assured promise, whereas faith is the acting out of the promise. You see, we all need hope, folks. I say again, hope makes us get up every morning and say, it's a brand new world. Or hope can come out and say, oh no. No, 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 no. No. I mean... Dude, hope is so crucial. Amen. Again, you know, uh, I don't care. You know, you may plant a crop, but you still got lots of seeds. Amen. Yeah. And then, you know, you have no control over the weather. The weather will destroy your crop. The weather will destroy all your investments. Amen. All your labor. But nevertheless, the barn house, there is still seeds. And as long as there's seed, I will get up and try again. Amen. Oh, sorry cannot come out. <laughs> I'll get up and try again. I'm going to sow seeds. Amen. I'm going to sow seeds. Amen. Oh, oh, I failed. So what? You fail. Amen. Oh, oh, I, 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 I broken this. I, oh no, I, 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 I'm struggling with this. Thing. So what? There is hope available if you keep on planting hope. Amen. Jesus Christ did not come so that you are a failure. He came to redeem you. He came to say, I have not given up on you. Come on. Amen. Oh, oh, but you don't understand. Don't put your faith, don't put your hope in you. Put your hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So the scripture says, when I'm down, I shall arise. Because hope arises in me. Because you know what? I may lose some battles, but I will win the war. Amen. That's the power of living hope. 
Amen. I say again, praise God. Amen. I, I want to bring hope to you. Amen. The hope that cannot be shaken. The hope when everything ends. Amen. When you are nothing and you are maybe real on to the last breath. I've got hope. I've got hope. And the Bible call it a blessed hope. Amen. You know, I want you to picture this. And I'm not going down, so don't worry. Okay? The Apostle Paul, Timothy, all these guys, the superstars, they got nothing, you know. I mean, we, we, we hear all their writings, prison. You know what they always encourage them? They didn't encourage them, uh, don't worry, DCD coming, I can't wait. Their encouragement was never in this world because the world will always take it away from you. You know, like, like I mean, let, let, me, let, me, let me show you, you know, let, let's, let's take a look at this hope that we are talking about and let's not give people false hope. If this doesn't intrigue you, I don't know what else will. Because you know what, I, I gave up my life. I give it all with this glorious hope that I believe in. That I will come back with a mortal body. This fat, chubby man will come up with a new immortal body. I don't know what it looks like. I pray God got six packs. <laughs> you know, an immortal body. You know, mortality will be exchanged to immortality. I mean, these are the things. I mean, come on. Folks, if I don't believe that the glory is greater than this life, then why am I sacrificing for? Gila lah. <laughs> Sacrifice so much and then you get this. <laughs> Lord, is this it? Is this it? No, but there is the Holy Ghost that's, that I'm feeling. That say, come on, don't give up. You know what? You're making yourself ready. Amen. Oh, you're preparing yourself for me. Amen. You are preparing the season of preparation. You are preparing for my coming. And then I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to read that scripture to prove it. That glory will always outweigh all the suffering in this world. Amen. Folks. You live for God, it's not a time to bail out now. I'm telling you, it is not a time to bail out now. He is coming back again. I mean, after so many years, are you going to throw it all away? Seriously? All this rejection, all this persecution, then you're going to say, no, no. But there is a hope. Amen. Let's, let's talk about this hope for a moment. I'm going to jump in right now. Okay. We're going to talk about the hope of the saints. Amen. First, it's a blessed hope. Amen. It's a blessed hope. Titus chapter 2 verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope, that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. To see our Lord Jesus Christ who gave His life for our salvation is the one most cherished hopes in the world. He's coming back. And then we sing songs like, Behold He come, riding on the clouds. Hear the trumpet call, lift your voice. It's the year of Jubilee. Every time we sing, we can feel something in the Spirit. Or, or we sing the song by Kerry Job. Revelation. What is the Lamb who was slain? Holy, holy is He. Oh, when I hear that song, I just, oh, you know, there's a spirit within me that wants to rise up and meet Him in the air. 
Amen. Then we sing that song. Uh, uh, what? Soon and very soon, he'll be coming back again. Come on. Soon and very soon, he'll be coming back again. Soon, oh, 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 there's another one, the old timer. Ah, fly away to glory, ah, fly away. They're singing songs about, about the afterlife. You know what the Bible says? Men will be so miserable if you have only hope for this life. Amen. Okay, everybody say praise God. And then, that is, then, and then letter B says it's a comforting hope. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 18. You know, uh, then it goes on to first test, uh, 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 wherefore, comfort one another with these words. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 goes on to say, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, that means they died, lest you sorrow as others would have no hope. Amen. Talking about, hey, don't cry like you have no hope. They are in a better place. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, people don't intentionally seek after headache and sorrows, but disappointment, disabilities, discord happen in spite of our faithfulness, our, 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 our loyalty and our devotion to our Lord. Amen. And I, I love the song about the victor's crown. How you sing the victor's crown? I forgot. The way I know that the word of victors. You know. That's all I know. Then, then I love the fact about, you know, the day would come. No more pain. Bye, bad anchor. <laughs> Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, again. I comfort people. What, what do you comfort people with? I comfort people say, don't worry lah. If not, this one is this one is that one lah. You're putting methadone. There's no guarantees. Things will be better. Oh, about healing. Do you know that death is healing? They no longer can attack your body no more. Folks, what, 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 what are we trying to put the band-aid about? And do you know if it didn't happen, it's worse? Hello? Amen. Then another one, C, a lively hope. Oh, I love this one, a lively hope. First uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus, which according to His abundant mercy had begotten us unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The lively hope really means a living hope. It makes me live. Amen. Hallelujah. Disciples do not place their hope simply in a historical event. But He's alive. Jesus is alive. Amen. I like it when one of my child said this, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, are you going to church service and talk to God? See, I've just spoken to Him this morning. <laughs> wow. He's alive. 
Amen. He's alive. Have you spoken to him lately? Stop putting him as a religion. Religion is dead. He's alive. He's there. He's right there. He's everywhere. He sees you. He loves you. He's for you. Stop ignoring him and acknowledging him. And when you acknowledge him in thanksgiving, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. Gates are gateways for you to enter into his presence. And how? Thanksgiving. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. It's a living hope. Amen. The cross was a passage of victory to bring us to a triumphant and living Savior. Amen. Okay, and, and here's what I love about Peter. It's a very straightforward guy. You know, he called those, you know, in his salutation, in his greetings to, to, to other fellow Christians. He said this, Strangers, pilgrims, to the elected one. <laughs> Amen. He's, he's trying to say this, okay? You don't belong to this world. Strangers, or next time I write a letter, Dear illegal immigrants, <laughs> Praise the Lord. We are not gathering together, uh, but we are meeting in house to house. I mean, come on. It's a reminder that we don't belong to this world. Amen. Come on. Everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, help me here. And then what it is, 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 is also a D, a purifying hope. This is what I want to come to. Every man that has his hope in him purify himself even as he is pure. Amen. You know what? God did not give up on me and say, come on, try again. Come on, come on. Hope rises. You know, there's an album called Hope Rises. Hope rises when I want to give up. You know, nobody cares. God cares. Stop that negative thinking. And you know what? When I believe, you know, you, know, you ever see somebody, you know, when you say, oh, this person is interested in you. Whoa, you see their hairstyle. Dun -dun. Dun -dun. They, they purify themselves with their hairstyle. Amen. When you are in love, something else happens. You go, you walk with a bit different. Do, 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 do. You know, like, 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 you know, like, like, uh, what, 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 coming, uh, staying alive. Staying alive. Staying alive. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> they walk around like they are alive suddenly. At first, they are alive like that. Then after they know in love. Dun, 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 dun. Then they walk around. Uh, they walk around. And, and, and sometimes I think that you guys got to walk like your God is alive. It purifies you. It will not let you... Come on. I mean, so what? If you fail a few times, a lot of times, but guess what? There is a hope, a blessed hope of Him coming back. You know what, God? God is not so much interested in how many failures you made, but God is interested. Are you still trying? Are you still trying? <laughs> That's why He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you whatever you need. Even though I'm not there, there's a reason why I'm not there. You know, parents, they have to go through this season where their little girl children will have to go to kindergarten. You know, it's a very painful moment. The first time when, when, when my baby kids, right, they will all have to go kindergarten. And you know what the teachers actually do? Shh, shh, shh. Don't stay around. If they see you, uh, they should cry one. Oh, my heart breaks. Eh? <laughs> 
you know, I, I, I sometimes I go like, oh, this is killing me more than <laughs> killing her. But you know what I do sometimes? I see afar to make sure everything is okay. And sometimes the Lord is still there, you know, He's watching you. But He knows that you need to know it for yourself. You need to learn how to stand up. You need to learn how to walk on your own. But I'm there. Sometimes my gift to you is my absence. Wow! Do you know that God told me this? My gift towards you is my absence. But I'm there. Now, like, what do you mean, God? Then how will you learn how to stand on your own feet? Amen. You need to know that my absence, as much I hate it, is my gift to you. Wow. Have you thought about that? You know, when I started, I just bawled and cried because God knows how to put in the right pressure, how to let go, how to show up when it's time. God knows everything. He's the best disciple maker. He is a carpenter. He designed yokes just for you. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. And it's a purifying faith. You know, again, let me say this again. Sinners are without help in the hopeless world. We sin because we are sinners. We are righteous now because we have the Spirit of Christ in us. So you got to choose spirit of bondage to fear or spirit of adoption when we call Him Abba Father. You choose. Every day, operating system. I want to approach God with a relational preference not a religious reference because if you use a religious reference, you will always die. You will always fall flat. But I am going to turn my relationship with God with a relational reference. God, I'm trying. I'm trying. God, here's my sacrifice. God, I, I'm not wanting to live with rules and regulation. I'm, I'm wanting to do it because I want to do it for you. I want to do it for you. I want to do it for the church. I want to do it for you. I don't want to do it for Pastor Tim. I want to bring myself to you myself, can I not? <laughs> and that's what God wants you. You got to think, you know, that's what the whole pandemic is doing to us. So some of us are so codependent on activities in the church. Tuesday prayer meeting, yay! <laughs> Come on! Them don't have ready. Now you say, hello, our Father in heaven. Hello, are you there? Hello? Then you watch sermon. I watch after I wake up. I watch already, then quick forward. The worship, watch the word. Oh, I have to because you know what? Sermon recap. Scary. Wait, they ask me, I don't have to answer. I mean, it's not relational. If you love somebody, you just go beyond this ritualism and you take ownership of your own walk. Say, God, it's just, it's just me and you now. <laughs> it's kind of scary. But I'm learning how to do this, okay? Okay, what am I going to do? Okay, uh, how, how do I enter into the presence of God? Easy. Okay. Spotify. Hey, let's play some music. <laughs> okay. What is the lamb who was slain? And then you start to worship in your own simple way. And you're walking down. 
holy, holy is, I feel him. And then you're learning to take ownership because you were codependent on the church and now you're walking into this thing called an independent stage, which is very healthy. And then you will move into this thing called the healthy interdependent stage because you realize that I need a body to share all my joy, what the Lord has done. Amen. And I want to share my faith and I become relational because you cannot be not relational if you serve a relational God. Am I making sense here? It's purifying you. It's natural. It's not a do's and don'ts. You know, it's so sad. When, when, when people tell me, oh, pastor, you know, it's, oh, come to church, it's all oh, do's and don'ts. You, then you, the activities may be right, but your motive is wrong. I cannot control that at all. You know, I was doing a podcast with Charles, and he says that, okay, pastor, uh, how do you define discipleship? You know, I said, wow, discipleship, wow, that's a loaded question. How do I define it? I will define it as in terms of my reference in my relationship with God, loving God. It's not about reading a finishing living logo, so though those things may help, it's not about that. It's really loving God first and loving others as yourself. Amen. Hello? <laughs> you know, if, 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 if the Bible says if, if I don't know how to operate in this purifying hope, then I may get it all wrong. Hope is not based on righteous works. Hope is based on Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ. What he say? It is finished. And that is that seed that grew in me and, and I got to work. God wants to have a relationship with me. God saved me for a relationship. God did not save me just to be entering into the heaven. Amen. And, and I serve Him. And, and there is this hope of glory that I'm feeling every day. Amen. And, and, and not only that, okay, uh, which brings me to the next letter E, a hope of eternal life. Amen. I love this scripture, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, 17, talking about uh, the rapture. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, which means they died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and even so, God will bring, him, bring with Him those who sleep in Jesus for this way. Uh, for, this is, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive remain shall be caught up together with Him uh, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Amen. This is our hope. This is our hope of a rapture. Hey, God calls us. Uh, hey, go home already. Hey, wait lah. I'm still having fun here. <laughs> hey, but I'm not married there. Eh. <laughs> I mean, dude, seriously? <laughs> what God's offer there on the other side? Amen. Okay? I, I love this scripture here. Okay, let's turn to Romans chapter 18, verse 25. I'm going to read this scripture. I'm reading the brand new translation. I love this translation. It goes like this. Romans chapter 8, verse 18 to 25. I love this. Called, uh, uh, Yet we suffer now. It's nothing compared to the glory He will reveal 
to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who His children really are. That's us. Okay? Against His will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But in eager, but with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in a glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to this present time. And we believers also groan even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of the future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as adopted children, including the new bodies He has promised us. We were given this hope and when we were saved, if, if already have something, we do not need to hope for it. But if we look forward for something, we don't have it. We must wait patiently and confidently. Let me say one thing. Whatever you're suffering today, whether it's consecration, it's dedication, has no way compared to the glory that awaits us. I'm going to be preaching a very sobering mistake, the day of reckoning. So the day will come where your name will be called out. For instance, uh, I shall call on Abigail. Abby Lee, would you come forward? We're going to present to you your rewards. And Abby will come, walk. And you know what they say? There's going to be an audience of everything that you'll be done doing. You know, have you all ever gone to a court case before? Any of you? Uh, <laughs> uh, lawyers won't go on, you know. But, but in American law case, I, mean, I, I recommend you to go to American, you know, they have a video on how courts are dealt with, uh, my goodness, it's brutal. Okay, you know what the, 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 the lawyer would literally take up? Okay, you said this, you said that. You want to retract your statement? Or you want to accept what you said? But you're saying something else. You know, he, that, that, that the person was trying to apologize to all those people and, and, and he had his statement. But you said this, you want to change your statement? So... Who are we going to believe? And, and everything that you do will be revealed. Leh. That's a day of reckoning, eh, folks. I want it to be a day of reward. Leh. But not a day of reckoning. Oh my goodness. Amen. Everybody say praise God. So, you know, I, I want you to understand that 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 we are waiting for this glorious moment. When we die, we go on the other side. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. And the glory will always outweigh all the suffering. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. I'll be cheering for those people. You know, at that day, you know, those Christians that were martyred in Afghanistan, living for faith, they called their name out. You know what? I'll be chanting, hallelujah. There is a reward that is coming. You know, I don't understand why good people have to suffer, but I do know one thing. Reward time is coming. I don't understand why people were thrown into the Coliseum who live by faith 
And they were all eaten up by lions. But the Bible put it this way, that they are too perfect, too good for this world. Amen. There is a time where God's going to reward us with a new body, with our full rights as children of God. We're going to reign for eternity. And you know what? I cannot help it but consider this. Wow, 1,000 millennial reign. We're going to be reigning. Amen. So I may be calling, you know, hey, Rex. You are the Prime Minister of India now, eh? <laughs> oh man, you have been faithful over little things and God has put you in charge of the country of India. Hallelujah! Amen, Mark? Bahamas Island. <laughs> wow, you're like, oh! You know, I mean, folks, it's going to be incredible reward. You're going to live with Him for all eternity. You see, let me say this again. I want you to help. You understand? I'm going to close it down. You know, Christian hope is not dependent on one another or a group of people, but rather it's dependent on the Lord alone. Not wishful thinking, vague longing, or trying to fulfill a dream, but rather it's assured, unchangeable, and absolute. Not determined by circumstances, events, or abilities, but rather it's determined by what is already secured and promised. Not merely a desire, but rather a delayed fulfillment of reality. Not dependent on the stars, a lucky chance, or what do you call that, uh, uh, astrology, uh, you know. Uh, oh, you are what, Jemmy, what, I don't know, Leo, all this, you know, come on. You know, but rather it's predestined and settled in the heart and the mind of God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11, in whom we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of the will of God. Close with this, why people drift? Why people drift? I, I want to talk about this real quickly. People drift because of the winds of fear. Amen. I know God can do anything. However, I'm really terrified that if I were to lose something that is dear to me, such as my job, my health, then there wouldn't be anyone to take care of me. Yeah, here's the captain's view. Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 18, the Lord Himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Amen. Okay, then we have things that we have to deal with. You know, we deal with the, the uh, uh, you know, other things that, that, that you know, uh, Fear, you know, like I'm drowning with fear, but God did not give me a spirit of fear. He gave me a spirit of, a, uh, of love and, and power, love and a sound mind. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Then, then here comes another one, uh, the waves of isolation. Amen. You know, view, I, I feel so lonely and isolated. I feel cut off from everybody, even God. You know, Isaiah 43 verse 2, he says this, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, you will not be swept over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Amen. The winds of disbelief. How can I believe in Christ when I don't see Him doing anything in my life? You know, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 24 tells me, the one who calls you is faithful and He will do it. 
waves of persecution. So many Christians are persecuted in the world and I don't understand how God could allow it. Remember, this is not our finality. This is not the final chapter of our life. Amen. The Bible says, John chapter 11, verse 25, he says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He believes in me will live even though he dies. Amen. So again, you know, the winds of disillusionment, I, I, I just knew that God was going to, to grant physical healing, but he didn't. I feel that God lied to me. And then Romans chapter 11, verse 34 says, Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then act not or not act? Does he prom promise and not fulfill? Amen. Then waves of temptation, no matter how much I try, I'm not able to achieve victory over this temptation. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 tells us, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful and He will not let you be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. But when you are tempted, He will always provide a way out or a scripture says, escape that you can stand. Under it. Amen. We close with this thought. A famous Russian author wrote this famous word, to live without hope is to cease to live. Hell is hopelessness. It is no accident that above the entrance of hell is the inscription, leave behind all hope. Leave behind all hope, you will enter here. Wow. Again, I love this one. You know, every time I struggle with this, you know, Lord, nothing is meeting my real needs and I have no reason to live in that world. My life will never change. The future offers no hope for me. Well, I got a scripture for you, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. My God will meet all my needs according to to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So here's the right belief that I will choose to exchange it with. I refuse to base my hope on anything that can be taken away from me. I refuse to put my hope in anything that can be taken away from me. My hope is in my unchanging relationship with Jesus. My Lord and my Saviour, He is my need meter. In Him, I have found the love, significance and security that I need to embrace this life to anticipate my future life in heaven. Lamentation chapter 3, verse 24. The Lord is good to those who hope is in Him, to the one who seeks Him. Hallelujah. So folks, as we enter to the seasons of Advent, let's prepare our hearts full of hope for the return, the rightful return of the reigning King and our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm, I'm not here trying to fluff you. I remind you, it's a blessed hope. It's a lively hope. It's an eternal hope. It's a hope that in the twinkling of our eye, if we're still around, we go, mortality to change into immortality. And then here comes the day of reckoning. 
and God will call you, and then you'll be so shy. I mean, when God says you did this in my name, you know, here's your reward. You know, the, the feelings of celebration and, and, and Adam and Abraham say, I heard about you. I heard about you. I've, I've, God's been talking to you about, you know, we, you know, all the weakness in heaven is watching you. And I don't know whether there's a live commentary like a football game. Oh, there he is. You know, he's there. So look at him. Look at my child. Whoa, go, go, go. Come on. Oh, then Adam and Abraham. Oh, they were, ah! hey, hey, what, what's that? Ah? The phone like that one? Ah? What's the phone? <laughs> you know, I mean, and they, and I mean they, they, they see spirit wolves fighting and you do not know they're standing up that you have to fight with the, 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 the thoughts. I mean, if only you can see sometimes that the devil walks into your mind. If only you can see it. And then you go like this. And you are trying to say, I put my faith in God. I put my faith. The shield. My shield. My shield. Above all, take up the shield of faith. Amen. And, and, and in the spirit world, you got to understand there are demons that are real. Folks, I, I, I can tell you one thing. Do you all believe that demons are real? I would enlist you. I will tell you one thing. It's settled, done deal for me after I go to an exorcism. Demons are real. None of you have done it, right? Let me settle with it once for all, and you'll live for God. Trust me, you'll live for God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you see the demon, you know, it's not mental health, it's nothing like that. It's a demon. Even psychiatrist says he believes in demon possession. Amen. I mean, I, I, I convert so many people after they see, hey, you, have, you, you need to be born again. Yeah, I need to be born again. You want to be baptized? You just say, oh, when, 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 sign up now, 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 now. This thing will follow me. I tell you, you know what? I think maybe sometimes we should bring our converted friends. I'll come. I say, you want to see whether a demon is real? Oh, when you they tend to when they start to talking like I also sometimes I say I rebuke you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and then the Holy Ghost will come out upon you, and you realize that you're dealing with a spirit. Amen. How many of you want to volunteer? Uh, uh, exorcist class one o one. Better live righteously because he will follow you back one. <laughs> then you go brush your teeth. Then you go hello. I'm here. I'm looking for a body to come in. Would you let me in? Would you let me in? Uh, you don't let me in. You know what? I have my all my power to shift everything around your hall. Your, I will rework your renovate your room for you free. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. I'm teaching a class on exorcism. Amen. Because it's real. And some of you have been fighting an oppressive spirit and you don't even know. You think it's you. It sounds like you. I say again, it sounds like you, but it's not you. You don't think those thoughts. And you're fighting, you're wondering what's going on in me. I'm no good, I'm no good. God never says you're no good. Let me say that again. Any voice that says that you're no good, it's not God. And you wrestle and say, why can I think like that? Is there any good going to come up with me? Why am I so sensitive? Why? It's not you. There are times when I say, the voice sounds like me. Leh. That voice coming out. Uh, then I say, hey, wait a minute. Timothy Lee is not sensitive one. I say, you know what I do? In the name of Jesus, stop lying. Stop using my voice to deceive me. 
You know, Satan can sound like you, right? And you don't even know. All those inferiority, all this insecurity that he speaks, and he's speaking, and speaking, and speaking, because you allow him to speak to you. You need to stop for a moment and say, you know what? It's time to change my playlist. You know how many of you know the Bible talks about, you know, I love this part. I, I thought that, wow, God, amazing. You know, he says that he will give you a new song. Then I say, well, God, in your wisdom, you know that we got to have Spotify. <laughs> because only Spotify, you can change a playlist that's different. <laughs> Amen. He will give you a new song. You know what you've been hearing? Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know what you've been hearing? You've been hearing things like this. You know good. You're sensitive. Nobody will like you. You never amount to anything. And next day, you keep on listening to the same song. You know good. Nobody will like you. God, God also don't like you. Uh, you know, this and that, you know what, say, then, then, you know what you get? You know, good. Everything is very despondent. It's time for you to say, wait a minute. Let's change the playlist. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Oh, he who began a good work, he will complete his work in me. And you start choosing those songs. And every day when you listen to the playlist that's playing on into your mind, you become a new creature. You become to operate. You become to love. Your, of course, you know, those things that seems that you're no good at everything like that. How are you going to establish a relationship with God with all these negative talks about you? That, that God don't love you. Stop it! Stop it! God even say that about you. But you know what? It feels so comfortable because it paralyzes you. Because, you know, the truth of the matter is this, it will require sacrifice, you know. It will require a fight. I'm telling you, you will require a fight. Some of us don't want to fight. Amen. But I will fight, you know why? Because my God is worthy of my praise. Amen. He says, you know what? Come on, stand up. Come on, you can do this. I'm here with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Then you know what? I'm going to give you a new body. Amen. I'm going to give you a body without sin. You know what is it called? Glorification. Hallelujah. You have not seen what glorification looks like. Amen. You're going to see this Timothy Lee walking through walls. <laughs> uh, you're going to see him go teleportation. No more SIA. No more Delta flights. Hallelujah. Hey, I meet you in USA. Okay, I'm there. And then I, I can choose not to eat, but I can eat also. And I think I eat also will not put on weight. Praise God. I mean, this is, folks, we're going to reign together. We're going to call out plans. We're going to, some of us have dream jobs. You know, maybe that dream job that God put in your spirit is for the next kingdom. Whoa, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Maybe, maybe God wants you to be there to say, oh, I have this calling, this calling. Who says that it's only for just this kingdom? I just have a calling, you know, that I like to sing, but I got no voice. Then, Lord said that desire was put me by me. I'm your creator. Then suddenly, your voice like Michael Jackson. You know Michael Jackson. Uh, someone else. And you lead worship. I'm good. I'm good. You know it. You're good. You're good. You know it. You know, I don't know. But, but I'm, I'm saying this. Stop 
thinking temporal. Some of these things that God has placed in your spirit is not for this life. God says, I've been bent this because there's, there's a kingdom that is coming that I, I've, I've prepared a kingdom for you. And, and yes, right now, you just got to be humble and, and develop a servanthood that you need to judge well. You need to judge all those voices. You know how to fight those spiritual battles. and You need to deal with all those things because you are being trained to be, be, be somebody that I can trust with power. Amen. I say again, praise God. I don't know about you, but the more I think about eternity, the more it just blows my mind. Have you ever considered eternity? I just say, wow. Oh, this is got so many eyes. I think I will be screaming. Ah! The, 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 the beings that have so many eyes. <laughs> you know, you read the revelation. I say, what kind of eyes are these, man? Oh, real eyes or what, you know? And then angels moving, you know, and, 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 and I understand now. I finally understood what Brother Bishop writes. He's so deep. But he says galaxies that will be raining and all these things, you know. Just imagine, I'm not talking about this life. I mean, say, oh, Mars suddenly have air. Why? Because you rain there. Amen. Folks, I'm just telling you, and I'm going to close. We are in the last hour. Make the best of your life. Really. No boy, no girl, no career is worth than the glory awaits us. You say, I'm not perfect. I'm not asking you to be perfect. I'm asking you to continue to revitalize that relationship with God. You fall, you get up on your feet again, but I'm going to make the same mistake. Don't worry. You are showing God that you are trying. And that's, that's an element of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know why I see it? Because the more I try, the more I'm going to learn about myself, the more I'm going to learn what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. <laughs> Amen. And then the more I keep on learning how to walk, the more I will develop myself. Amen. Don't give up. Amen. Can we stand to our feet right now? Harakasadariya rabato harakasadariya.